0: Hello everyone, this is Noah and John. We are from Urban Digs. John, this is Talking Manhattan after five weeks off.
1: I know, back on the air. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Uh, I, I wish we could say the market was fantastic, but it is what it is and we're going along.
0: Well, our job is to report on the market. You know, in good, good times, bad times, that's what we do, irregardless, uh, unbiased. Um, and we got a great one today. We got a top producer. Um, over a couple of decades in this business, Lauren Musk, top agent at Elliman. Um, she's a consistently top producer in the entire industry. Um, everyone pretty much knows this woman, and she's, she's in the trenches. So if anyone wants to know what's going on, she has a broad view of what's going on in a lot of sectors. Thank you, Lauren Musk, for joining us today. How are you, and what the hell is going on out there?
2: <laughs> Good question. Well, I can definitely speak real time because I've got about 25 listings that I'm actively marketing. So it's like my own little brokerage company. And then, you know, we've got our you know, contracts signed and our buyers, but it's difficult. I mean, it really depends on which sector you're talking about. You know, below a million is doing great. It's up. The transactions are happening. It's very similar to 2019. You know, under 2 million is also, you know, pretty consistent with 2019. And those sectors could be even up a little bit, you know, as you get higher into the 3 million range, it really slows down. And if anyone f- follows the Ulshen report, you know, in the 4 million and up market, it's a little scary. You know, last week was great. We had like 15 or two weeks ago, we had 15 contracts. I was like, Ooh, a buzz, you know, we were feeling so good. And then this week two contracts came out. So, right. you know, and then, you know, on average, I would say there've been about two to four, to six contracts all over New York City a week, you know, since COVID. So, you know, over $4 million. That's a little scary if you focus on that. So clearly right right now the place to be is under a million or under 2 million. And, you know, co-ops, actually under a million, the co-ops are doing great. Yeah. Under 2 million. Um, And I have some stats for you later. And condos in general are doing better. New development's probably doing better. Uptown co-ops in the high end.
0: New developments are doing okay?
2: I, I think some projects, depending on who's marketing them or, I mean, who's the developer and how much they're going to give. I mean, right now, you know, the seller's are like, I'm not giving the COVID discount and the buyers want the COVID discount. But the problem is what people forget is pre COVID the market wasn't great. We were down on average between right. 10 and 30%, depending on when you looked.
0: Right.
2: And, you know, during COVID, you know, sellers have to wake up that, you know, they really need to listen to the real price that was given to them that they didn't want to hear
1: yeah. pre-COVID. Right, right, And,
2: you know, sell, uh, there's some people that are giving really good deals and the buyers out there want the deal. So nothing's happening 4 million and above unless they're getting a significant deal. And it's a really great time for that first-time buyer, that pied-à-terre buyer, buying for your kid, you know, that three million under, two million under, it's a great time. And even in the co-ops where you can really buy stuff now, you know, in that range, I think are really doing great. You know, it's just the other end that's not.
0: Gotcha. And 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 this activity, would you say the activity is coming back? I mean, because I'm separating price action versus activity, right? So, so condos, I'm trying to put in my head if I'm a buyer.
2: Condos and co-ops under two and a half million are doing great. Co-ops, four million above, uptown, downtown, doesn't matter where, it's really difficult. Mm, gotcha. And gotcha. also, you know, with schools not reopening mm-hmm. and schools going part-time Zoom, like people have to decide you wanna do the first month on, the first month off, colleges are choosing to go online. You know, it's definitely gonna be difficult for the bigger apartments because people are gotcha. really focused right now on their second homes. And, right. and the people who have to be, the reason why that two million under sector is doing so well is those people who have to be here who are like, okay, I know I have to go back. I can't afford a second home. This is a great time to buy my first home are buying. And those people who always lived in Connecticut or Long Island, that's like, okay, I always wanted a place in the city. We know the city's gonna be back. We just don't know when it's a great time to buy. And the same thing for buying those apartments for kids and that type of thing. It's really a great time in that sector.
1: Yeah. And Laura, let, me, let me follow up on that, which is I, I think that's a great point, which is that a lot of the action is taking place in the sub-2 million sector. And it's mainly driven by people who have a reason to be or remain in the city. And I'm curious, when you talk about sort of the advantage that buyers have right now, what sort of negotiability are you seeing there right now on the buy side?
2: You know, I hate when people use a percent off the asking for whatever reason that drives me crazy because where were they in the beginning? How aspirational were they in the beginning? Were they priced right in the beginning? So says, when someone says, oh, I just got a 20% discount, I'm like, yeah, you should have. It should have never been at that price range. Mm-hmm. So on average, I would say actually, I pulled up some stats, you know, I would say that, you know, I mean, I'm hearing some new developments in the big deals are doing 25 to 30%, but they were so overpriced to start with. So it's so wrong, but I would say, let me just look at for one second. Um, you know, I would say average discount in a condo right now is, you know, 7% and in a co-op is 15% from the original ask. Yep. And from the last ask is seven and 8%. So it's not the 30%, the 20% that people are seeing. But again, we're talking about, you know, Really, two and a half and under. Yeah. No, the other right. and, the yes. price discovery in the higher well, end.
1: Well, let, let me put this, let me put it in a different way, because I think you're exactly right. And I think, especially in the luxury sector, when you're talking about over three million, I think what happened to COVID is, and I think you described it uh, pretty well earlier, which is that you know prices were sort of brought down to sort of where they should have been pre COVID, and then we're negotiating from there. And so, maybe if I could just change the question a little bit, which would be if you're representing a buyer now, how do you go about negotiating the process? How do you go about sort of establishing, you know, what a better market price should be versus what the seller is asking for?
2: You really have to go through the comps and you really have to ignore what they're asking and really say, what is a good price to pay for this? And then, I mean, look, you could try for the moon. Why not? You know, but just be prepared that they might not negotiate. So, you know, there are tw- about 20% of the deals in that price sector are going and ask for above. So that just shows you that there's a demand. And we're just talking New York City right now. But I say, try, ask for what you can, but just be prepared, you know, that you might be paying X, Y, Z. You know, it's just a matter of, are you buying new development? You start to ask for the transfers, the mansion tax and whatever it is. And sometimes they go for it, sometimes they don't. And, you know, because it's important for them to keep a certain number in the records. But regarding, you know, resales, I just think you try, I mean, on average, I can just speak about what's being said, and that's that seven and eight. But there are these people trying for you know, 20 to 30%. It's just not happening. It's really you know, upsetting sellers.
0: Right. And but I think I was going to say in you the last. Try. Right. And I, I think I was going to mention on that last question is, is your point was that um, you know, buyers get this false impression that they see 20, 25% down, or you say something like, like some, some, some. some Sponsors and developers are giving 20 25% out. Many others are not giving that. And buyers come into this whole um, marketplace with this, with this expectation, this falsely managed expectation that they're supposed to get 20 25% off for luxury sector goods, um, for new developments. And then, um, you know, here you're clarifying that two to three million is actually doing okay. So um, that's why
2: volume is down. You know, it's interesting. You know, and value would be up if we could have a middle you know, meeting, but it's funny, you know, in regarding like rentals, we were just doing a very high price rental and my office negotiated like a crazy, crazy price. And we explained, you know, you have to pay a 15% fee. And then all of a sudden we get the deal like, I'm not paying the fee, they have to pay the fee. And it, uh, you know, it would have been so much better if we just included the fee and said, okay, well, it's at 30, you can pay 33,000 and not pay the fee. And she would have totally done it. But in her wow. mind, the idea of paying a fee in this market, just
0: like broker. Okay. So, I want to leverage this for a second. All right. So, so that's a good real life example. Lauren, think back to the last 30 deals you did, which is probably the last three weeks for you in your chair.: sure right. uh, Not right now. Okay. Okay. Fine. Think about the last couple of months of deals. What types of things are getting those deals done? What, what concessions is it? Is it, is it all price? is it something else what what do you find is finally getting that buyer that buyer or that seller to say all right i'll do it let's get it done
2: it's all priced.
0: it's all priced. it's all
2: priced and it's not and sometimes it's like how much off and sometimes it's like look look at the other choices you could buy all these for you know 12 or you can buy this for eight you know and then they start to realize that that one was really priced right so it's about really knowing the market and really knowing what backup to use. And that's really the only way. But again, you know, very few deals are happening. We, thankfully, we are doing a couple of deals mm-hmm. in that range, but not a lot. You know, Most of our deals are under three.
0: Who's harder to work with? Is it harder to get the seller to come down these days or is it hard to get those buyers to go up?
2: I'm very heifer, uh, seller heavy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's very hard to get them to understand reality. You know, it's very hard, it was very hard pre-COVID And I'm trying to just go back to remember the pre-COVID price. Can we just get to the pre-COVID price? Right. You know, people really forget where we were pre-COVID. And when I'm pricing now, I'm not pricing COVID. I'm pricing like what should have really been like pre-COVID. I would say, okay, here's like what I really like. And if you want to push, here's A, what I really like. And here's B, if you want to push. And I always wanted A. So I'm back to just wanting A. I'm not looking for C. I'm, I'm back to looking for like the price that I felt was like a good price pre-COVID if they just would listen. Right. No, but people aren't ready. You know, a lot of people overpaid. A lot of people bought, you know, between two and four years ago, five years ago, even. You know, they say prices were back pre-COVID to 2013. So people are losing money and they can't seem to get there. Yeah. And I keep right. on saying, if you don't do it now, it could get worse in a year. So, like, take the eight now because it could be seven. But they're not Lauren, there yet.
0: Lauren, so, so this is really, really, really interesting. So, in your view, I've been talking a lot about shutdown, COVID having two parts. A shutdown COVID and a reopen COVID. And both of them, you know, both of them have COVID blues on top of it. But the shutdown COVID was a little different. Because you couldn't obviously show property legally. There was a lot more fear, especially in March and April. Mm -hmm. You know, the stock market was going down, all that kind of stuff. When you look at the market in terms of shutdown COVID, which is March 22nd to June 22nd, and you look at the market as reopened COVID, which is, you know, right after that until today, do you notice any differences between these two periods or is it the same? Yeah,
2: volume's down
0: What in total, I mean, or or? I
2: would say volume is in total down fifty percent from last year. So, you know, right. and you look at like you know I follow the Ulshan report like a bible, and you see it's been between you know two and six deals over four million selling a week, except for right. that one you know last week, which was two weeks ago, which was fifteen. So, there's really been no difference when, on average, you know, it was at 16 for a little bit pre COVID, which wasn't great. And we finally got back in the 20s. -hmm. So, again, I'm really aiming on believing in those correct pre COVID prices, not the stretch and the dream and the reach price, but the real price. And I think if you stick to that real price now, it should be at least a good enough indication. It's just hard because you're not, you know, some things get a couple of calls and some things get no calls. And there's really no rhyme or reason. You know, I've got properties from you know, one and a half to 40 uptown, downtown, all prime areas. And it's interesting to see when you think something's priced right but you get no calls and then other things are getting calls. So unfortunately, the price discovery and no rhyme and reason is hard. What you ha- need to believe in is that New York is gonna be back once we get a vaccine. We're gonna yeah. be fine. We always are. People have short memories. Oh yeah. And yeah. we're gonna be fine. But right now we just have to stick it out. But I don't really see a big difference in the next 12 to 18 months. I think it's gonna be you know, the same. So if someone yeah. wants to hold out, to sell and hold it for three or four years, great. But if they wanna sell in the next year, year and a half, there's just no reason to wait.
1: Right, gotcha. And Lauren, it, let, let me go back to one of the points you just made, which I think is very interesting, which is that you've got a broad spectrum of properties prime areas, price ranges from one over to 40. I mean, it's, you have a, a, a you're representing the entire real estate spectrum. And, and you're basically telling us that there's no rhyme or reason to the calls you're getting some, you know, some are priced right, they're getting nothing, some may be uh, mispriced, but they're still getting calls. And it's hard to pinpoint where the action is going to be. And I'm curious, I mean, you've been, you know, you've been doing this for a while. What advice would you give sort of a new agent or someone who's been around for even just a few years to try trying to sort of understand how to play this action?
2: get buyers and focus on two million and under. I mean, it's not what I specialize in. So, you know, I'm at a, a little bit of a halt right now, but you know, I'm all I tell my team members in my office and, you know, really focus on like three and under. Anything you can do, buyers, sellers, three and under, that's what's moving right now. The big family apartments, you know, where schools are in flux and no one knows which way anyone's going, is gonna be slow. There's gonna be a deal here and there you know, especially if it's a great deal. But if the seller is not willing to give right now, they're going to have to hold. Yeah. And then the problem is, are we getting worse? Are we getting better? Is this, you know, pre-COVID, I felt like that was the new reality. I didn't see like all of a sudden we were going to have this like rise in the next, you know, two, three years. This was like the reality. People decided, okay, we've been overpaying for too long. The tax have changed. The benefits have changed. You know, the, you know, no, there's no, you know, they've driven out. You know, people want to live in Florida now and not pay taxes. I mean, the second home market is where people are doing great.
0: Yeah. And Lauren, you know, it's so important to talk about that. Um, you know, pre-COVID, we were down. We were down already. Like, it, and we were down from 2015. Like you said, there was a policy a bunch of policy changes and the market changed um you know risk changed um investor sentiment changed and that affected townhouse multifamilies, investors that all changed and it affected the market uh and, and we're kind of coming out of it i mean Great. miami
2: palm beach aspen yeah. greenwich you know hampton's on fire i mean these brokers yeah. don't know what to do themselves they have never seen business like this they are running around they have multiple deals out and they are living the life right now. I mean, that, that market is on fire. You know, yeah. and, you know, the people who have second homes are not in the city and the city's you
0: know, quiet. Yeah, and I think, and I think you mentioned 12 to 18 months and it's, it's, a, it's a sad reality, but I, I kind of think that that's a probably right where it's going to be. And we'll have some waves up and down, bouncing along the bottom, but until that vaccine comes, until everything changes. But in the meantime, you're going to see some amazing deals here and there and and just everybody take note at what lauren is saying a lot of sellers are not hitting those 25% 30% down bids all right that's what she's saying and volume really low. not like I so said, on average seller, like on
2: average it's about 8 yeah, last ask
0: well well let me ask you this Lauren. Yeah, it's
1: harder for her yeah go ahead john I, i'm just curious so if you flash back a year ago if you gave a seller a down 20% bid you just Completely ignored and, and laughed at and I'm curious are the sellers even entertaining? Are they replying to these now like trying to get the buyers up? Or is it still sort of a, 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 a No, no we're,
2: we're trying we're trying anything we can do. I mean, you know It just depends every seller agrees the price so differently. I mean I try and really price leaving very little room And that's how I've always done my business because you want more eyes on the property and you really want to price close to the cuff so you know, I'd rather do that and get the people in. If I can't do my job and get them up based upon my knowledge and my negotiating skills, then, you know, I mean, they'll always be that person that, that need that percent, which is just crazy. Because I'm like, okay, I'll just tell you it's 6 million and we'll go for four if that makes you feel better. But, right. you know, it's up to me to really work and that's why I'm being paid, to show them why this is the right price. If they're stuck on a number, there's nothing I can do.
0: Right. All right. Well, on that note, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. Very, very informative. Listen, whether it's rentals, negotiations, um, townhouses, we got all this stuff, all these topics covered on the Urban Digs forum, guys. We are talking about this every single day. Me, John, we got a bunch of experts. Check it out on the forum on the Urban Digs dashboard. Until then, this is Noah and John. We are talking Manhattan. Lauren Muss of Element. thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren. We'll catch you in- Stay safe, everyone.